0: Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language Podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. 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 Hola. Good morning everybody and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language Podcast. It is great to have you here. We talk about language learning on this show which is great for you if you're learning a language, not so great for you if you don't care about language learning. But I'm guessing that, I'm guessing you do, I'm guessing you're here for a reason. So welcome. It's really good to have you. Now, I I realised the other day that I haven't been reading out any uh, podcast reviews for a long time, and I'm always encouraging you guys to go and like leave reviews on the podcast because it really helps. Um, but I haven't been very good at actually kind of reciprocating and, and acknowledging some of those reviews coming in. So I thought I'd start to do that now. And um, today uh, I'm going to read out a review from The Green Dragon, which sounds like a pub name here in the UK. And this was uh, about six months ago. And The Green Dragon, he or she, I don't know which, says, I've been traveling around Europe this summer and decided to start learning Italian while away. I found a great beginner's course and was feeling lost after I had completed it. Until I stumbled across Ollie. I was inspired by his exceptional knowledge and experience. He's been there, done that and is handing out t-shirts to everyone. Not literally, but it's a, <laughs> it's a good idea. The podcasts are so helpful and insightful, and I love Ollie's book of short stories in Italian. Since finding Ollie's resources, I feel so much more confident in myself, and I'm positive about the path I'm following. I'm seeing the benefits in my language learning so quickly, and more importantly, I'm enjoying it. Thanks, Ollie. You're a great help. What a lovely review. Thank you very much, Green Dragon. Thank you for your, your, your kind words, but also for taking the time to, to leave a review on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it, and I really love what you're saying about finding more confidence and positivity in what you're doing that is so much of the battle with language learning you know it is just having confidence in what you're doing and just getting on with it with a with a smile on your face you know i think it's really it's really helpful to remember that when you are eventually fluent in the language you're learning whether it's 2 years 5 years 10 years hence you want to be able to look back on the last 2 5 10 years and say that you enjoyed yourself and you had a good time because otherwise what's the point there's no point spending 10 year 10 miserable years it's, you know even if even if you do get fluent eventually you know if you've spent 10 years being miserable well, what's the point you know Life's too short for that stuff. So thank you for the review. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to re- leave a review on the podcast, if you've had any value from 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 the episodes that I've been recording for the last however many years, please do go to your podcast app and then there's always a button somewhere to, to leave a review on the podcast. I would love you forever if you did that and I might even read out the review on the podcast at some point. Right then, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show who have been with us since the beginning virtually, italki. Italki, talking about having fun and confidence and positivity in your language learning. Italki enables that in spades because you can actually connect with a native speaker teacher and you can speak the language that you're learning with them as much and as often as you like. That's brilliant. It's really, really important. And italki helps the world do that. You can get a, a free lesson or two by going to I will teach you a forward slash free lesson. That's I will teach you a forward slash free lesson. Okay, now today I'm going to answer an email question that came in from Maya some time ago. Um, I don't actually know if Maya wanted this to be read out on the podcast, but I'm going to read it anyway because it's a great question, and um, I've something i thought about a lot. And uh, so here, here we go, Maya. If you weren't expecting this, I hope this is a nice surprise. I won't reveal your, I won't, I won't uh, reveal your your identity beyond your first name. So Maya says, Hi, Oli. do you ever have days where you inexplicably struggle with a particular language? Lately, I've been noticing that there will be days where I'm randomly slow and off my game in my language lessons. I was wondering if this is a common experience and whether you have any tips and tips. Well, she actually says any tips and trips or experience. <laughs> no comment about that. Um, she goes on to say, the problem isn't really motivation, but Rather actual cognitive difficulties experienced for whatever reason, similar to how some days when you go running, you can't run as fast or as long as other days. One day I'll randomly seem to struggle with words or have less language ability. Thanks, Maya, for the, for the question, for emailing, emailing in. So what you're describing here is inconsistency in your performance, basically, right? So you, you're, you're, kind of, you're, you're speaking, so you're taking lessons, and then there are some days where you just nail it where you all the words are on the tip of your tongue you can think quickly you can put good sentences together and then other days it's like you've just woken up and your brain is sluggish and nothing nothing comes out right and you asked if this was a common experience and whether you have any any experience of this yourself and uh, yeah i do, i do i mean that that is that is the most that is one of the most i guess noticeable elements of 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 language learning, of the the kind of journey of learning, from one day to the next, one week to the next, one month to the next, and I I think I, I you know I don't really think there there is any, are there any huge insights to be to be said about this. I think that the best way to to think about this is is the process of getting to grips with something. I mean, you can draw a parallel here with virtually anything you you, you do. You know, so for example, in the the the, the gym that I go to have lots of tennis courts and I see people in there playing tennis uh, every day so I go and there, there are the same people in there every day and I, I sometimes I stand and watch them because it's quite interesting you know if I'm, if I'm sort of taking a break I'll sort of sit and watch people play tennis and you, you'll see that there are people of all different ages Um and they are they're there and you have the, a lot of them taking tennis lessons so that an instructor will sort of hit balls to them and then they will have to hit them back over the over the back over the net and then sometimes you see people actually playing matches or playing doubles games or something like that but often what i find most interesting is actually the practice sessions and sometimes you watch little kids like you know 7 or 8 years old with an instructor hitting the ball back and forth over the net and then other times you see you see people who are you know much much older Doing exactly the same thing, and and what they do, so much of what they do is they just practice hitting the ball over and over and over again. I mean, if you if you weren't interested in tennis, you would think that this is madness. You know, it's just sitting there hitting a ball over the net. It's, it's it's almost a definition of madness, right? Like a kind of animal in the zoo just <laughs> walking around in circles or something. Um, but of course, you do it because. You're, it's like a meditation. You're 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 trying to become familiar with all the different movements involved in either hitting a backhand or a forehand or or or, or a serve. And it's not just the movements. Often it's it's the psychology of it. There's a fantastic game, a book called the the Inner Game of Tennis, where they talk so much about the art of practice and how you go about f- helping somebody. Improve something that they've been doing um, not so well for for a very long time, and it's a kind of combination of psychology of um, your your physical state and your physical awareness around the the movement of the of the racket and how you watch the ball and your awareness of your own body and, and all of these things. Uh, but the, the the point is that the way that someone improves their backhand or their forehand or, or whatever it may be is by constant. It's about practicing over and over, day in day out, and you have good days, and you have bad days. But then over time, you see the gradual improvement. So to go back to the tennis analogy, you know, sometimes when I'm watching people practice tennis with an instructor, they're pretty bad. You know, there's kind of the balls flying all over the place. So in the net, or it's up in the clouds, (laughs) you know, you see see people who are, you know, you could see someone who's fairly young and fairly fit, um, not doing very well at all with the with, with, with the ball, and then sometimes you see like a six-year-old or an eight-year-old, or conversely, like a a sixty-year-old or a seventy-year-old, and they are absolutely smashing it. They've got their they, their movement is like um, it's like a kind of zen zen master. Their their movement is just perfectly natural. The ball just goes flying back over the net and it lands in the corner of the court each and every time. Like they just have, they they get into a groove with it. And that groove comes from just repeated practice. But of course, you know that when they first started, however many years ago, they weren't very good and they were making all kinds of mistakes. And still today, I'm sure they have, they have bad, they have bad days. They have bad shots, they have bad games and all of that. And it's really just a question of consistency. And so with languages, it is very much the same. I always think of languages much more... I, I really think that language is the art of, of speaking another language. It has as much to do with the other factors that, that are around at the moment that you're speaking than your actual knowledge. Because you can know a word. For example, but if you are tired or sleepy or distracted, then you won't recall that word. So you won't be able to use it. Um, you can again, like you can, you can know a word from a textbook or something, but to be able to get to a point, the point where you can use that freely in, in conversation, that is a very different level of knowing that word. This is what part of the reason it's so difficult to talk about memorizing vocabulary, knowing vocabulary, or even being fluent. In a language or not, it's really difficult because it just—it's it's such a moving target, you know. And so Maya, when you're saying that you, you're experiencing these cognitive difficulties for whatever reason, and when you seem to randomly struggle with words or have less language ability, that you—you you, you, what you're experiencing is the reality of, uh, of of learning a language. You're seeing the ups and downs. You—you you, you, what you're experiencing is the experience of actually learning. Your brain is trying to get to grips with stuff. Some things you remember, some things you don't. But actually, it's those days when you actually struggle. But you have to keep going anyway. Those, for me, are the times when you're really... That's when learning is at at, at its most apparent. Because if everything was easy, then you wouldn't be learning anything. But, but you know, when, when when you use a language out in the real world, part of the reality of getting used to that language... Of becoming strong in that language is being able to speak even when you're tired, even when you're feeling sick, even when you're distracted for whatever reason. People who are very, very good in a, in, a, in a foreign language, it doesn't matter if you know they've just had a piece of bad news and and and, and, the, and they're a bit emotional, or maybe they've had two hours sleep and they they, they can't keep their eyes open. It doesn't matter. They can still speak the language because they've just they've just built up a kind of level of resistance. I mean, I'm seeing this at the moment. I I'm, I go to the gym quite a lot these days. And I I can see that with some of the, some of the, the, the weights that I'm lifting, you know, if you wind the clock back two or three months, um, you know, the, the, my exercise in particular, an overhead dumbbell press, where you're holding two heavy dumbbells in each hand and you're raising them up above your shoulders. Uh, I was, when I first started this, this kind of routine, you know, a few months ago, I was struggling to do 14 kilos, but now I can lift 20 without any problem whatsoever. And the idea of, you know, I, I actually tried 14 kilos the other day and it was just ridiculously easy. But the path of getting from 14 to 20 kilos includes many days where I couldn't even do full sets with 14, but I just kept coming back and I kept pressing. and Then I gradually increased it to 16. And then I had a day when I would go back and, and, and try that 16. And suddenly I couldn't do it. It's like two steps forward, one step back. This is the reality of learning. And I, th- I think it's, uh, I think it's absolutely, it's frustrating, but it's also fascinating. It might help to kind of, when you're having these days, Maya, it might help just to kind of picture your brain and picture what's going on as you're struggling. Picture the synapses sort of forging these, these links, gradually growing, becoming stronger. As for every second that you're struggling, your brain is kind of just growing and forming these connections. It's it's struggling, but it's working. And then the more that you can kind of push through it, the more that you will then come back stronger the next time. So it's a really interesting observation. I share it a 100% and I guarantee you that everybody listening shares it a 100% as well. Uh, so thank you for getting in touch. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask. A-S-K. And you can leave me a message there. Alternative, you can email me. Emailing is a bit less reliable, but um, hopefully we will catch the email and, and, and queue it up here to be answered on a future podcast episode. I think we'll leave it there today. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses, which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things, so whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar... I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to I will teach you a forward slash tips. That's I will teach you a language forward slash tips, T I P S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.